Religion is something that is very personal to everyone. But what if your partner didn't see it that way? On today's case, Mr. Broman says that while he loves his long-term partner, Ms. Saavedra, he shouldn't have to suffer from what he believes to be her religious hang-ups. Chief among those issues is her refusal to have sex with him until they are married. Mr. Broman says he's tired of his sex life being the collateral damage of her beliefs and says it's time Ms. Saavedra put him first or they will never make it to the altar. Let's hear their case. Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Starr presiding. Your Honor, this is the case of Broman versus Saavedra. Okay. Mr. Broman, you're here today because you say you're at the crossroads in your relationship. You claim Ms. Saavedra's commitment to her religion and a lack of sex have you rethinking your commitment to her. You also said Ms. Saavedra isn't willing to open up to your suggestions. You really don't see a future with her. Yes, Your Honor. Ms. Saavedra, you say your partner, Mr. Broman, has very different core beliefs than you, and you want to show him the righteous path. You say you're done with him, disrespecting your religion, and you need the help of the court to save your relationship. Yes, Your Honor. Okay, we're going to get into this because it seems pretty serious. But, sir, Mr. Broman, you brought the case. Tell me why. Yes, Your Honor. So, uh, I met Julia about three years ago. She was working at a pool store, and uh, I really thought she was a good-looking girl. So I walked in, I happened to have my guitar with me, and I sang her a song, and her eyes began to glisten like the morning sun. The truth is, Julia is a wonderful young lady with a very kind soul and a be very beautiful heart. But unfortunately, for my sake, she is very, very religious, and I'm not. And uh, as a result of that, it has caused a whole rabbit hole of problems in our relationship. And you, Miss Avedra, what do you say to that? When we met, we, me and Henry were on the same page. I would say that I was in the middle of a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. At the moment, I was practicing Nichiren Buddhism. And Henry was open to listening what I had to say about Nichiren Buddhism. But um, as of recently, actually as of January the 7th, as of last year, I heard Jesus say, choose Jesus or perish. And I took that very seriously. After picking up my cross, I came to realize that I need a partner who can equally yoke with me. Oh, I was about to quote the verse. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 16. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness and lawlessness together? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Bilal? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? That's one version. But I love so much studying the Bible. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. That's the new translation. So I can tell you right now, Mr. Broman, if someone believes this with all their heart, there's nothing you or I can do about it. Because Christ has a way of revealing himself to us all in a different way. Tell me how we got here so I can see if you are equally yoked or not. For me, I can't even really keep up. She's always, like, changing her beliefs, and she's always switching it up. Like, at first it was Buddhism. Then it was, like, she was a member of the Mormon church. And then it became, like, Catholicism. And then now she's, like, back to, like, non-denominational. I don't even know what she's, she's in now. Um, but I don't, like, judge her for anything she believes. And I'm not mad at her for practicing her religion. But it's, it's more of the fact that, she, that she's trying to persuade me to be a believer with her. And, uh, you know, I was raised a Christian, so 
I get the whole evangelism thing, but it's just not for me. It's not my thing. Mr. Brumman, um, are you a believer? I'm you, more so just indifferent about it. You're indifferent. Yeah. If somebody else has that belief, bless their heart. And if somebody doesn't, bless their heart also. Bless their heart, yes. Fair enough. Ms. Saavedra, you heard what Mr. Broman said. Yes. Yes, Your Honor. So, he knows that I grew up LDS, is also known as the Mormon Church. Yes, ma'am. And I feel like as someone who grew up in evangelism, I feel like he would empathize with me and my spiritual journey. And Ms. Saavedra, I don't judge you or blame you for your spiritual journey. I think everybody should be on a spiritual journey so that they can, for themselves, figure out what their belief system is. And then you have to be with somebody who respects that belief system. But I, ne I didn't hear you say, um, I don't want her to be a religious person or I don't want her to have a relationship with God. That's not what you're That's here for. That's not what bothers me. Absolutely. What bothers me is that she wants me to join. Okay. So, Mr. Vedra, when you first met Mr. Broman, did you meet him as somebody who you thought uh, was on the same spiritual path? Did he mislead you? Tell me about that meeting so that I can see if he's thinking, mm, this is not what I signed up for. So when he met me, he said that he saw something different in me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like like attracts like. And so mm -hmm. I thought we were two different people just on the same page. He seemed enlightened in the same manner that I was enlightened because I was practicing Nichiren Buddhism. And so I thought we both complemented each other in our beliefs. And so how has it manifested itself in your relationship, Mr. Broman? Well, What's it, the real complaint? Well, I mean, it just kind of comes up out of nowhere sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. for example, we were driving down the street one day to get to a concert, and I was listening to Led Zeppelin in the car. And then, without asking, she unplugs my phone from the aux cord and starts putting, like, a religious audiobook in. And okay. I, I didn't ask for that. Um, and then I was like, yo, what are you doing? And she's, she's kind of like, well, you know, if you don't know the Lord, you're going to suffer eternally, or something along those lines. And it kind of felt like a threat to me. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how they get people. That's a tenet of a faith. And if that faith is important to your girlfriend, um, you probably want to at least be open to the possibility. But if that's not important enough to you, then I understand why you are feeling frustrated. But I'm curious how that is manifesting itself in your dating um, and your intimacy life. Yeah, so it was around our third date. We were getting hot and heavy in the car, right? And uh, out of nowhere, she stops everything. Everything came to a screeching halt, and she says, you know... And did you respect that stop? I did. Excellent. She Go said, ahead. she said, there's something I gotta tell you. I'm a virgin, because I'm... I take my religion pretty seriously, and I'm saving myself for marriage. And that kind of hit me like a curveball. I was like, whoa. That was something I didn't know if, like, she was super, like, married to, like, the idea of. Um, I didn't know if she was just having, a, like, a little religious phase or what, but um, that's persisted to this day, and we still have never had sex. In three years? In three years. Have you been intimate with other people? Yes, I have. And does she know about that? I was like, you know, let's make an arrangement. It actually worked pretty well. Is that correct? We did put it in a contract, yes. As long as we don't tell each other what we are doing, we feel that what we don't know can't hurt us. This is the perfect compromise, Your Honor. This sounds like bullshit, sir. <laughs> okay? <laughs>
Yes. You liked him enough to um, go out more than once, but then by day three, when you could see where his mind was leading and where I assume your bodies were leading, you wanted to set some boundaries. Is that fair? Yes, yes, Your Honor. So how did that conversation manifest itself? I, I heard so the Lord say something like, this is becoming one flesh. And I realized, oh, that's very serious. You know, the combining of becoming one flesh is very serious to the Lord. And I take that very seriously. And I felt like I needed to let Henry know that I am waiting till after marriage to have sex. I feel like she should have said this on the first date, though. Well, wait a minute now. On the first date, I didn't tell my husband that I wear wigs. Mm -mm. Fair enough. I didn't tell my husband that, not at all. I came in looking flossy as whatever. Well, I mean, your hair looks good as it is, so I mean, like... It's a wig. Does it really matter if it's a wig? It still looks good, though. <laughs> right, but, but I still look at her, and she's looking beautiful, and I sounding smart, and I'm thinking, boy, if I am a 24-year-old man, and this is my girlfriend, I might have something nice to look forward to. You, did, you didn't feel that way? Oh, I felt that way for sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's just kind of like... It's, it's, it's a lot to, to deal with. Like, do we want to get married at some point? That, that would be the ultimate goal. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's a long journey to get there without having sex. So, if you are not intimate with somebody, you think that is actually one of the pieces of a pie of establishing a relationship? Yeah. Is your, intimate, um, your intimacy. I feel like there's a lot you can tell about a person by having sex with them. We I actually believe what you're saying. I, I actually agree with you on that. So, in these three years, you were very clear to say you have not been intimate with Miss Saavedra. But, and here comes the question, have you been intimate with other people? Yes, I have. And does she know about that? Well, I was like, you know, let's make an arrangement. Let's, why don't we just try having an open relationship? And um, it's, it actually worked pretty well. I and mean, wait, mm. I have a note down here that you put it in a contract. Is that correct? We did put it in a contract, yes. Let's share it. This agreement states that the plaintiff and the defendant will have an open relationship, meaning that we can see other people while dating each other. I am allowed to date and sleep with other girls, and she's allowed to do the same, as long as we don't tell each other what we are doing. Hmm. We feel that what we don't know can't hurt us. No signature is necessary, as our commitment to one another is really what matters. So... This is the perfect compromise, Your Honor. This sounds like bullshit, sir. Yeah, and I'll <laughs> tell you why it's bullshit, Your Honor. <laughs> okay? So, like I said, the one flesh is very serious. This means he's going around having, you know, being more than one flesh with multiple people. Like it's the human centipede or something. Okay. That ain't oh. right. It's the human centipede. That's Ooh. what you're doing. You're the human centipede. You're she the one making that up. She dropped the F-bomb on you. <laughs> oh, man. Broman. <laughs> oh, goodness. She's annoyed with you. Pardon me. I understand you brought a witness with you. How do you feel about this relationship? Henry is the most selfish and manipulative person I have ever met in my entire life. What makes you say that? He literally cares about himself. Henry is literally a boy, a child. If you'd like your case to be heard on Divorce Court, call us toll-free at 1-877-311-2222 or log on to our website at divorcecourt.com. Missed a show? Watch full episodes on our streaming platforms and follow us on social media for exclusive content.
you signed this or you agreed to this mess, you said that would work for you in your life? I thought it would, Your Honor. And you've changed your mind? Yes. Why'd you change your mind? I've gotten to know Christ more and... Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't think about it in this manner, but I was reading this passage, I was in Genesis, and I thought of myself in a rib cage, right? And I thought of Eve and Adam, how Eve came out of Adam's rib cage, and I see myself as part of Henry's rib cage. And to think that there are other women being part of his rib cage just hurts me a little bit. But you seem to want your cake and eat it too. Yeah, so like... I don't see anything wrong with the contract personally, um, but then again, I'm not reli- I'm not the religious one. She is right. That's fair. That's 100% fair. I don't. I mean, I just don't understand why it's such a big deal. I mean, when people are making decisions, religious or otherwise, they look at what the motivation of the other person is. So let me let you think about it because I understand you brought a witness with you, Miss Saavedra. Yes, um, you're let me meet the witness. Bring in the witness, Robert. Ma'am, state your name and tell me what your relationship is with the defendant and the plaintiff. Your Honor, I am Camilla Saavedra, and I am the sister of Julia Saavedra. Okay, Miss Saavedra, too. Yes. (laughs) How do you feel about this relationship? Because I'm assuming you know what's going on. Henry is the most selfish and manipulative person I have ever met in my entire life. What makes you say that? He literally cares about himself. With the whole open relationship item, I don't know if Julia said anything, but she was homeless, and Henry did pay for a part of her Airbnbs. And when someone does something so kind and out of reach, she feels like she owes them. And You she... don't owe him sex. You know that. Because that's a transaction. That is a transaction, Your Honor. Right. So that's not going to happen. Mm-mm. Not Mm-mm. in exchange for something. Mm-mm. That's Mm-mm. definitely not going to happen. Ms. Saavedra, how toxic is the relationship? Henry is literally a boy, a child. Henry literally forces Julia in situations that she does not want to be in. What kind of situations? As in the open relationship, he tells her that she needs to rebel. Julia is a very peace-loving soul. She's like Woodstock in one person. She is peace and love to all the people all around her. She always brings the brightness and the gray out of everybody. What a sweet thing to say about your sister. She is my other half. Like, if she's in pain, I'm in pain. Miss Saavedra, one... Your sister, I'm imagining, because she's a firecracker, has talked to you about this. Yes, she has. So I'm curious, why are you still in the relationship? If my feelings for Henry are true and his feelings toward me are true and he is living in love and God is in him, he's living in God right now and he doesn't even know it, Your Honor. See, this is what I mean. She's always bringing up the... Everything she does has to do with some kind of Bible passage. Yeah, like, if I believed in the Bible and every word it said, then that would be a great argument, whatever she just said. But you don't have to, and you don't need to, but what makes you want to stay in a relationship with someone who does believe that? I like spending time with her. You like grooming her. That's what you like to do. What do you mean by grooming? (laughs) He likes to control her by the way she dresses, the way she talks. He wants her to rebel. The Airbnb making her feel like she owes him the open relationships. Oh, (laughs) should I mention... She already knows, but I'm going to tell everybody. He was up in my DMs. We, so I swiped right on Tara. I'm like, this guy looks familiar. Like, let me swipe right. You know, I swipe right on all the people I know. <laughs> it was Henry. Yeah, we matched on Tinder. We but, did. Well, we didn't recognize each other at first, and then she recognized me. Yeah, I was like, but, 
you're my sister's boyfriend. What, what the what hell are you, are you doing still on doing on Tinder? Exactly. Well, oh, but wait, we, we back we to a, the contract. Okay, contract. sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we matched on Tinder, and then I came out here with a pickup line, and then that's when she realized, she's like, you know, this guy looks familiar, and then she did some research. She's like, you're dating my sister. And then that was the moment I was like, oh, well, uh. I work harder than the FBI. I will find you. I, I figured that, that, that it wasn't going to happen between us at that point. You think? Yeah. So you were hitting on Miss Avenger, too? But without knowing that it was her sister. I okay. literally look like her. You can see I have a type. But I could have figured that out by her face, but I just didn't do the research like she did on me. Because you're thinking with your second head. That's what you're doing. Yeah. That's literally what you're doing. So, but isn't that what Tinder is for? Yep. I know some people have gotten married off Tinder and they're doing pretty well off for themselves. Well, then you know what? <laughs> a broken clock is right twice a day. That's true. <laughs> so it's cool. But I'm still saying right here, Miss Avedra, Mr. Roman's not ready for a one-on-one -on -one relationship with you. I'm sorry. Sometimes people have to tell the truth. Miss Avedra, too, go stand next to your sister, please. Yeah. You agree with me. Am I correct? Oh, Lord, y'all do look alike. <laughs> you agree with me that Mr. Roman is not the one. Definitely not the one. I have... I love her with my whole soul. Like, she deserves so much support, and I really think that she needs to end this because she needs to be with somebody who supports her and cherishes her. You know deep down inside that this is not a match made in heaven. You know why it's not a match made in heaven? Because you're not equally yoked. But I still think the Lord can ignite something in him. You continue to profess the word to your friend, Henry Broman, but you need to leave the boyfriend out of that. Miss Camilla Cedric, take your sister's hand. And the best part about sisters is they can walk them out of situations. And you know what? You need to walk with your sister out of this situation. Okay, Your Honor. Get your sister out of here. All Mr. Right. Broman, bless your heart. Thank you, Your Honor. Well, um... <laughs> they are not equally yoked, is the best <laughs> way to put that. No, they are not. I mm. mean... He was, his eye was on the prize the whole uh -huh. time. I think in some ways he was just trying to get another notch on his belt. Right. Because then you have bragging rights to say, I deflowered a virgin. That contract was ridiculous, but he was true to who he was. Very much so. And actually, you have to admire that. Mm -hmm. You have to admire that when somebody knows that they're a jerk, they walk right into it and embrace their entire jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and trust me, he was a jerk. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs>